you need favor. When it comes to money, you need favor. Now there's plenty of practical things that you can do. And I'll tell you about all of that. But one thing my husband does, he prays for favor every single day, every single day. And so when we started on this plan, I believe that God honors that. When you want to get your money in order, you want to do things to the best of your ability, God honors that. And so when we got on a budget, when we started saying, no matter what, if the work comes, even if it's work I don't love, I'm going to do it because we need to get this right. We need to get this money right for our future, for our kids. And as we started down that path, doors started opening. You just heard a portion of the incredible wisdom, practical perspectives, and insight you're about to gain from today's episode of The God and Gig Show with my guest, Jade Warshaw. From becoming a creative and marrying her husband, Sam, and starting their lives together as entertainers and creatives, they found themselves in dire straits financially, owing, get this, almost half a million dollars in debt. Now, you might think that's impossible to get over, but you're going to find out how Jade and Sam achieved their goal and now how she's helping other families, other creatives, other people like us to achieve financial and spiritual and health freedom so that they can really live out the best of their lives and that you can do the same thing by following her principles. I'm telling you, this is a masterclass of an episode. You will not want to miss one single minute. So give me just a moment to welcome all of our newest listeners. And then I'm going to dive right into this fascinating and important discussion. Artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds. Looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life? Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession? Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your creative day. And if you're new to The God and Gig Show, I want you to know that you are in the right place, especially if you are a faith-focused freelancer, musician, creative, artist, any of those areas that kind of exist around the art to entertainment and content creation space, and you want to connect the dots between your spiritual life and your creative life. Yep. You're among friends. You've found your tribe. You found your people. So go ahead and hit that follow button on your app or subscribe, whatever you need to do to make sure that these episodes come to your app every week, because we do this twice a week. Now it's now a new format that we've tried out in the last month or so. So you're going to get two episodes a week, one that will be kind of like a short creative checkup where we kind of just, you know, share a little inspirational thought, not much more than 10, 15 minutes. And then days like today, we share a full length interview with an amazing creative or entrepreneur who's going to show you how they are working out this lifestyle of following God, but also working out their business life and their creative life in the best way possible. So I know that you are in the right place. Thank you so much for checking us out and joining our God and Gigs community. And now on to this incredible conversation with my guest and new friend, Jade Warshaw. She is an entertainer, public speaker, and entrepreneur who has created an incredible brand called More Feast, Less Famine, which connects the dots between money and food and debt freedom. She and her husband, Sam, also created an entertainment agency, which quickly became one of the leading talent agencies 
in the country. But when you hear her story, how she overcame with her husband, this mountain of debt, when you hear the number, you are going to be absolutely astonished. But you're also going to be inspired by her faith, by her determination. And you're going to learn from her practical strategies of how to pay off debt, how to become a creative that still makes an income doing what you love, but that also is able to use that income to get ahead in life and how all of these pieces work together so that you can have the best life possible financially, in your faith and in your fitness. It's absolutely an incredible story, an incredible episode. Jade is going to wow you over and over again. So I'm going to get right out of the way so you can hear her tell you herself. Here's our interview with Morpheus Less Famine founder, Jade Warshaw. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so honored. I have been pursuing this interview for a while because this young lady, I shouldn't say this one half of power couple, one half of the power couple, uh, is really showing us, number one, how we can connect the dots between better financial life, better lifestyles, and better health, better everything when it comes to just money, eating, like she's got the full package. So Jade Warshaw of More Feast, Less Famine, welcome to the God and Gig Show. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your patience. Like you said, we've been trying to get this date you know, nailed down for a minute now. So I'm glad we're finally here. <laughs> Look, we, we are persistent. I think there's going to be some persistence talk here about discipline and sticking Come on. <laughs> when things don't work out right, rainy day plans and things like that, literally <laughs> raining outside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yes, it's a perfect example. So yes, this is really, again, I, your energy, again, I, I'll do the quick, you know, how I know you as a people care, but, yeah. uh, you know, we are both South Floridians. Uh, you are a, a, an am amazing entertainer and creative, uh, who also attends and works at, and then work, I believe you're on staff at church by the glades. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of contracting with them and, uh, uh, I'm on staff partially to help with a lot of the creatives. So, yeah. So that's where we connected first. I got to see some of the seminars that you and your Sam, your husband, Sam, put on with some mm -hmm. amazing people that came. I'm like, this is right down the street. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then Jay Mills, of course, the Mr. Jay Mills, who has been on this podcast, the, the amazing the connector. It's like, mm -hmm. why aren't you over there? So I'm just realizing these, this amazing resource of you and your husband are right down the street here in, in wow. Broward County. And I didn't even know, like, you guys were so amazing. So we have Thank to connect you. virtually here, but yeah, again, I'm so glad we made that connection. So <laughs> Me too. with all that personal stuff out of the side, uh, please tell our audience just a 30 second elevator pitch. If someone had to come to you and say, who is Jade? How would you let them know just kind of what you do in the synopsis? And then we can jump right into some deeper topics. Okay. So I would tell them I'm just a, a regular person. I'm a entertainer, you know, trying to fight their way to that steady income that we all wanted. Right. And uh, I started out with a lot of debt, which a lot of us do, you know, early on. And, uh, you know, with, with the right plan, we were able to pay off that debt. We were able to start our business and entertainment first for us and then translate that to other people and grow that so that other people could get gigs full time. And uh, that's what we're doing to this day. And right now it's my heart to just help people basically overcome some of the things that we overcame and, uh, you know, create that healthy lifestyle around their, their, their work, that healthy lifestyle around their money, and obviously what they're putting into their bodies and that sort of thing. So it's just kind of all encompassing. 
really ah, gosh, and you say all encompassing. And then again, there's so many places where immediately my ADD brain wants to go to. It's like, okay, what do we talk about first? We talk about health. Do we talk about finances? But you just said it. It's all encompassing. Mm -hmm. Now our audiences, and you, you said it yourself. You're a creative. Um, mm -hmm. Let me ask you first, in terms of just your artistic life. You know, I get the stories of people that started when they were five years old and they knew they were going to be a star. Yeah. And then there's the people that were like going into the accounting and then all of a sudden they make a left turn and they become like, you know, <laughs> the most brilliant dancer in the world. So which right. one is it for you? Were you always going to be a creative or was it something that kind of came, you know, out of out of the blue? It's funny because at the time it felt like it was out of the blue. But when I look back, I go, oh, it was there all, all along. I just wasn't maybe nurturing it. Okay. So, you know. It, it starts from, I can think about being in, you know, first and second grade. My sister was in piano lessons and she, you know, she was like fine with it. I loved it. I would go to all of her lessons. I would go to all of her recitals. I would ask her to teach me all the songs that she was learning. And, you know, I didn't even think anything of it. You know, the first tape that I, tape, you know, was Amy Grant. And then the second tape I ever got was Anita Baker. And the third tape I ever got was uh, Mariah Carey. And I learned every song, every lick, every, every, everything on those tapes. And so now I think back and I go, man, that's not normal to do that as a, you know, as a kindergartner, as a second grader, it's not normal, you know, but, you know, I think for a lot of people, it kind of came out of the blue though, because in high school, that's when I started joining show choir and that's when I wanted to, you know, be a part of the productions. And so when it was time to, you know, round about your junior year, you start talking about college and maybe what you might want to major in. And I had been an athlete up until that point. So everybody kind of expected athleticism to drive my choices. And it wasn't until my junior year that I started going, you know what? No, I want to pursue singing. And so I ended up, I did end up going to school on a volleyball scholarship. I went to Tennessee State University, HBCU. But while I was there, I was in commercial music as my major. And the second year, my second year into playing volleyball, my volleyball scholarship, my vocal coach, he said, Jade, you know, because I was coming into my vocal lessons hoarse from yelling and screaming at the matches, you know, and, you know, doing all that stuff. He says, you're going to have to make a choice. And I chose music and everybody was like, where is the jade that we know? Like, where is the athlete? What are you doing? Like, they couldn't understand it. But I was like, this is, this is going to be my bread and butter. Like, I, I don't want to go overseas and play volleyball. I don't want to put the strain on my body. Like, it, it's smarter for me. And this is truly where my extended gift lies. And I think that that's something that only you're going to know. You know, when it comes to music, people might tell you, look, whether they tell you you're amazing and you're really not, or they tell you that you're no good, but you know, you've got it. You've got to know, you know, you've got to have the self-awareness within you to know what the truth actually is for you. So. Wow. What a great number one. I, I'm stuck on the fact that you said my bread and butter. Number oh, yeah. one, a little food reference. My bread and butter <laughs> is. Yeah, right. But yeah, I'm always I'm so I'm sorry. I catch the most random things. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's awful. Ask my wife. Um, but the fact that you said your bread and butter will be music, you consider that the more secure because, you know, they're kind of aiming at finance here. That to you was a better decision financially, career wise that fit for you. Meanwhile, most of us here 
music? How are you going to make money? How are you going to make an income? Are you even going to be able to survive? Aren't you going to be out on the street? So let me ask you, was there in your head, since you're making that pivot to music, did you start to think of, wait, how do I make money? How am I going to make a secure income long-term in this business that usually people don't think is so secure? I'll be honest, in the beginning, I I don't even think I got that far mentally. I think I just knew I need to start walking down this path. I didn't know where it would lead. You know, I grew up the way I grew up. My dad always told us, you're a leader. You're going to be the best one. I mean, he would tell us, you're going to be the most responsible person in the room. You're going to be the leader in the room. People follow you. Like he put that into our heads. So I think somewhere in the back of my mind, it was, well, whatever, whatever road I walk down, I'm going to have to lead and I'm going to have to create. And people are going to, they used to tell us, people are going to be drawn to you. People are drawn to you. And I, I kind of knew that. I didn't know what the path would be, but you know, whatever. And just a little sidebar, parents, whatever you tell your kids, they believe. Period. What good or bad, they'll believe it. If you tell them enough, they believe it. And so that was in my brain of, okay, you know, whatever I do, there's going to be a level of uh, responsiveness to it. Um, and it wasn't until college when it was getting time to graduate from that degree that I really started thinking, okay, what can I do to make a living? And that's when, you know, we get into Sam. My husband, Sam is amazing. Um, he has, he brought another piece of the puzzle that I didn't yet have. And that was, he has this ability that you can make anything happen. He has this ability that, oh, okay, we're just going to do that. You want to do that? We'll just do it. You know? And so I, that was a piece of the puzzle that I was missing. He had a lot of open-mindedness to ideas, especially musical ideas that I didn't yet have. And so I think the two pieces that we both brought was like, okay, you bring this, we bring this. It's un that's unstoppable. Like we're going to go. And so it just so happened that we got married one week after we graduated from college. And it just so happened that we went on a cruise for our honeymoon and, you know, we saw, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise, but there's so much entertainment out there. We see the shows, we see everything. And it was like a light bulb, like, okay, we can do this. This is a place for us to start. I can get my feet wet because up until that point, I didn't, honestly, I had not had a lot of exposure and a lot of opportunities musically other than, you know, the typical stuff through your school and through your, you know, but I hadn't had, I wasn't gigging around town and doing all of this and all of that and rubbing elbows with people. I, I had no resume, you know what I'm saying? Sam did, but I didn't, you know, he had had those opportunities with, you know, Liza Minnelli and Natalie Cole. You need to have Sam on your show. Cause he can tell you some crazy stories, <laughs> but we're I didn't have that. Next time we'll have both of you. Yeah. And so, you know, that was where we got our feet. What we started in cruises and thought, you know, okay, this is a good place to start. And it's just, the rest is history. Wow. Okay. So I loved again, that you, you brought up the partnership of your husband, having the two skill sets, right? Your skill set and his skill set, both musically. Mm -hmm. And now it sounds like business yeah. became a key component of both your relationship and how you're going to make it forward. So I do want to kind of jump ahead a little, cause there's this number that's in my head. I don't want to give it away. But there's a number <laughs> that I saw on your website that now that you're married, now that clearly you're dealing with finances and issues with, you know, everybody says like, you know, the number one issue in your marriage is going to be money. And that's why 50% of divorces or whatever the, the, the stat is, right? Yep. So now you're married. And now in my head, I'm thinking, where is the 
the the struggle? When did it hit you that okay, we've got a business, we're starting this entertainment lifestyle, but there's something else that's an albatross <laughs> that's hanging around our neck. So when did that start to come in, and how did you even start to approach it? Alan, there was a monster in the closet, bro. And let me tell you, so. Okay. So we were living in Nashville when we got married, uh, when we first started working on our first cruise contract, Royal Caribbean. So we go out, we do this contract, everything's good. Um, And when we came back from that contract, we were like, hey, we're living in Nashville. It doesn't really make sense. We should move down to Florida. That's where all the ships and stuff are. So it was rounded about the time that we started the moving process that I really... You know how it is. You're going through your things. You're going through your finances because you need to know, can you afford to move? Can you, what type of apartment can you afford once you, like, it just brings up finances. And we had talked a little bit about things before, but, you know, now it was time to have the real deal conversation. I knew that he had student loans. He knew that I had some student loans. Um, I had gone to college on a, on a full ride, but as many of us did, I took out the, the, the financial aid person suggested I take out student loans for, to live on. So by the time I got done, I had $34,000 of student loans just from literally buying groceries, buying clothes throughout college. So I knew I had that. Um, you know, we had some little store credit cards. Sam had, you know, he was, he was the, 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 the typical person, right? They put their gas on a fuel card. You know, they have a guitar center credit card, you know, typical musician, you know, you got your bank of America credit card for emergencies, you know, that was typical, but I knew that he had a good amount of student loan debt, but we hadn't talked about the number. And that was when true, true numbers started coming out. And by the end of it, you know, in the beginning, he said, yeah, I think it's somewhere around like 120, you know, 120. And it, it just goes to show, this is a whole other conversation, but it just goes to show when you're 18 and you take out student loans, you don't know what you're doing. Because my husband, he went to, he was a Florida boy who went to an out-of-state school. He went to um, uh, Berkeley in Boston. So private school, high dollar. So two, a couple of things happened. He's like, oh yeah, that was like 120, 120-ish, ish, right? But then from there, he transferred down to Tennessee State University, another out-of-state school. He thought there was, I mean, there's a whole lot behind that, but long story short, was paying more than, than he realized for that. So in the end, he was thinking, oh, maybe they're like somewhere between 120 and 160. All right. It's like, okay, oh, okay. But what we didn't understand again is interest rates. You know, what's the thing that we all do when we graduate? Oh, let me put it on deferment for a while because I'm not ready yet. We didn't understand that that interest was still accruing. We didn't know. And so by the end of really looking at this, and, and to be honest with you, we really didn't understand our full numbers until we got to the end because we went back and looked at where things started and where they ended up, how much interest accrued. But by the end of it, we had paid off $460,000 of debt. And the majority of that, vast majority of that was student loans because the house that we sold and broke even on, that was only like one tenth of that. And then we had a couple of cars. One was 34,000. The other was 15,000 and a couple of, you know, little credit cards, two and 3,000. So the vast majority of that, over 250 of that was student loans, just his. And then you add my 34 on top of that. So we're almost, we're almost $300,000 in student loan debt. 
talking with interest, everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. I am, I am getting like antsy. As musicians. Yes. I'm I'm like, okay. Number one, this is where (laughs) I shut everybody else out on the podcast and on YouTube. And it's like, okay, my turn, my turn for Jay to counsel me as a musician who has, again, got married early. Let's just talk real. Okay. Yeah, 23 that years old. Exact same thing. Got married. Or I was 22. My 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 wife was 20. Mm, exact wow, same yeah. thing. Two kids and a house mortgage right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And like you said, what were we doing now? And I, I was like you. I had the full ride. I didn't. Thankfully, I didn't have the student loans. But my wife, God bless her, had the exact same advice that you got. Oh well, just. Put it on deferment. Oh, you don't think about it. And so as musicians and creatives everywhere listening to this, and not just creatives, this is everybody, right? This is not just creatives, this is just our audience, but this is everybody that hears this same spiel of good debt or just, you know, uh, what you call uh, uh, points. Just get the points or just do whatever. And and we live on this credit lifestyle. So I got to ask you, where did the shift come? Like if you saw this as your husband and you guys are on what most uh, creators have as a regular income, like what changed? What am I, what allowed you to get out of that incredible hole that like was hitting you in the face now that you realized what was, what was happening? That's a great question. And I, I always wish that I had a better answer, but this is the, the God honest truth. I think that you have to be at a point where there's not, a, where there's no other choice in your mind. Mm. Like, I think that it was so overwhelming and such a big number that we knew we couldn't, like, we literally knew, like, we can't live like this. We can't have any of the things that we want out of life from a financial standpoint, if we don't clear this up, it's going to ruin our finances. It has the potential to ruin the fact whether or not we can have a family talking about kids. It has the potential to put a unbearable strain on our marriage that could lead to, you know, problems, big problems down the line. And I think coming to the reality of that, when your back is so far against the wall, you go, you know, or you're so far, you know, in that pit, you don't have a choice, but to go, okay, I'm either going to surrender and, and this is it, or I'm going to fight, fight my way out of this. And, you know, there's just this thing that goes off in your mind. That's like, if I don't have a choice, I have to fight. Like it's like fight or flight mentality. Right. And, um, I think that that's naturally built into us as, as human beings. And I think because, I mean, we were like, I was like a cockroach on my back. Like there was nothing (laughs) else. There was nothing else. It was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, one of our, one of our student loan payments alone was over a thousand dollars, just one of them just one of them. And then the other one was something like $206. Mine was, um, 200 and something dollars. And then I had another one. It was too much money. It was too much money. And like you said, as musicians, we already knew, okay, like there's going to be seasons where we're earning more and there's going to be seasons where we're earning less. What happens in the seasons that we're earning less? Like how will we live? And so I remembered, um, that, I had heard a guy on the radio, Dave Ramsey, and I remembered some of his principles. And I said to Sam, I was like, okay, we like, once he told me the number of debt, to be honest with you, and he'll tell you this too. I wasn't mad. I wasn't judging. I just was like, okay, we have, we have to pay this off. And he was like, but like, 
and, and, and that was it. Like there was no bones about it. We both got on the same page and I thank God we both got on the same page almost instantly. And it was like, okay, what is our goal? Our goal is to pay this debt off no matter what it takes as quickly as possible. And so from there on, and I say this, I know there's people listening. Maybe you don't believe in God. Maybe you don't believe in Jesus, but let me tell you, if it hadn't been for the Lord, there would be no, because he, he controls everything. He controls everything. There's a verse that I like that says the heart of the King is in God's hands and he has the ability to shift it when it comes to anything, but specifically when it comes to music, you need favor. When it comes to money, you need favor. Now there's plenty of practical things that you can do. And I'll tell you about all of that. But one thing my husband does, he prays for favor every single day every single day. And so when we started on this plan, I believe that God honors that. When you want to get your money in order, you want to do things to the best of your ability, God honors that. And so when we got on a budget, when we started saying, no matter what, if the work comes, even if it's work I don't love, I'm going to do it because we need to get this right. We need to get this money right for our future, for our kids. And as we started down that path, doors started opening. And, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, the first few years, it wasn't a whole lot of doors. But as we continued on, you know, what do they say, Alan? Most people give up. They're 90% there and they didn't even realize it and they gave up. Yeah. Now, when I look back, I go, oh my God, because we could have given up in 20, uh, 2013. It was so bleak. And we didn't realize how close we were because a couple of years later, that was when everything started, you know, blowing up. And you just have to start and you have to be consistent and keep going down that path. Keep asking God for his help, for his guidance. And uh, you just can't fail with, with, with God. You just can't fail. You can't. Okay. So <laughs> the fact that you just gave a master class and a sermon all in the same time, <laughs> and I've still got like 30 minutes to fill when I literally could have just shut the tape off right there. Um. So, Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this because this is just amazing, Jay. Again, the fact that you centered on faith, and I'm going to jump real quick to something Dr. Evans, Tony Evans said in a study that we're doing, talking about motion. I mean, this is so much about faith and motion and momentum, right? Dave Ramsey talks about that all the time, about the small baby steps because of momentum that the human mind, we need to see something happening. And you said it yourself. I think God, not to be preachy, but you said it yourself. God is not, God is not, we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us, right? So you took the step to actually say, we are going to do this. And God honored that faith and the works that you did because you didn't just, you know, say it, but you were about it. You were actually taking steps. So yeah, now that you are now looking on the other side, you mentioned the practical and I am thinking about our musician friends, our creative friends are just out of, just out, just out of COVID friends. Cause they're going to say the same thing that I said and the same thing I'm saying now being very transparent this is just too big. You know what? If we don't pay it all off, it's okay. If if I don't get this because it's just too big. You've already said the mindset is the most important thing. Mindset so is now, everything. right. So if the mindset is the most important thing. What are, especially for us creatives, what are some of the first couple of things you and Sam did? Like the first thing, was it, was it, was it cut this thing? Was it grab more gigs? Was it, you know, mm-hmm. what did God start to show? Like you mentioned doors that start to open that yeah. you acted. So I'm just, I just want to give them that breadcrumb of like got it. the very first thing that you start to see where you start to turn your finances around. Okay. So I always tell people step zero, like before we even get to step one, step zero, I can't make this decision for you. You got to decide for yourself. 
And this doesn't even have anything to do with what you have or what you don't know. You have to decide, I'm not going to create any more debt, period. This is before you make payments. This is before you make a budget. You just have to decide, I draw a line in the sand. I'm not creating any more debt because you cannot solve a problem while you're simultaneously creating it. If debt is the problem, you cannot keep creating debt or you'll never get out. So we have to stop that. That's that's bar. That's ground zero. Step zero. Okay? Can't go. Can't go. Do not pass go. Do not go. Do not pass go. Hard. Full stop. No more debt. Right. And then after that, what we started to do, the next step is we we did create a budget. And I think a lot of people think a budget is just listing your expenses. No, a budget needs to encompass all of those financial goals. Yes, your expenses, fixed expenses and variable expenses. And we'll talk about the difference. Fixed expenses are things that never change for the most part, like utilities, like your light bill is your light bill. You got to have it every month, right? Um, your, your water bill, you got to have it, right? That, those are things that are fixed expenses. Variable expenses are things like groceries, things that have the ability to change. If you don't want to spend that much, you don't have to, you know, groceries, spending money on your hair, um, things like that would be variable expenses. But you also want to make sure that your budget encompasses things that, um, are important to you and that are necessary, like savings, making sure your savings is in there. Um, you know, anything that gives you a little bit of joy, whether that's planning for a date night, things like that. You need to include everything that you can think of that you spend money on in your budget. You start with the amount of money that you actually make and you start listing those things out with the amount. And you're going to see really quick, do you have enough money to cover the lifestyle that you want and the lifestyle that you actually have right now? And if you start getting, you know, filling out those numbers, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm running out of money. Now you see, okay, this is why I have credit card debt. Because I'm living this lifestyle based on these numbers. There's not enough money here to cover it. That's why I have $10,000 credit card debt because I'm financing the rest of this lifestyle, right? So that's when you realize, okay, step zero, right? Don't create any more debt. I need to make sure my budget lines up with the money that I'm actually making. So it's time to make cuts. You know, you got to make those cuts. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the first thing. Okay, not creating any more debt. Step two, it's time to cut start cutting that lifestyle. And then you realize, crap, all right, I can't do all the things that I want to do. How can I? I need to make more money, right? So step three, let's start looking at how we can increase our income, whether it's doing more of what we're already doing, a gig. Okay, I need to take more gigs. Well, maybe you kind of are tapped out in that area. Okay, I need to create a second income stream. What else am I good at? You know, a lot of people, they'll pick up and I know I'm going fast, but I want to make sure I get all this. No, you're going, you're doing good. And I, and I want them to rewind. I want them to rewind and make sure they get all of it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people will take up side gigs that they don't really care about. Like, okay, yeah, I'll do Instacart. I'll drive Uber. I don't really have a passion for it. I'm just trying to make extra money. There's a time for that. Yes. But I think that we will do ourselves a greater service if we pick up side hustles in an area that we're already passionate about. And we already have a level of talent in because that means that there's the potential later on that it could truly become a business for us. Does that make sense? It makes so, it makes total sense. And I, yeah, go ahead because I because I, I have a, I have a little piece that I want to make sure that we we touch on because that's a huge thing about that with the creative side hustle and what we do that we don't realize that we do. Mm-hmm. And that's true, Alan. As creatives, we have you know each person listening, we have that little thing that we know how to do. And it doesn't have to be 
Maybe it's in arts. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're good at organization. Maybe you're good at cooking. I was good at cooking. So I started selling cupcakes and cakes, you know, and I would take that money and throw it towards our debt. And, you know, maybe it didn't turn into my number one business, but there for a while I had a little baking business. You know, I started, obviously now we're here. We are, I started with money because I love money. It's a space I'm passionate about. And why am I going to give my money and time to Uber when I can give my money and time and, and, and intention to me, you know, and I can truly serve a need that I care about. So I think that we, we can have a little bit more thoughtfulness when it comes to the side hustles that we choose. Um, so getting your income up through your, your, your main line of income or through side hustles, so important. And then the fourth thing we did is we use the debt snowball method. And maybe some people have heard that most people hear about two main uh, methods to pay off debt, debt snowball and debt avalanche. We use the debt snowball method because of what you said, momentum and motivation with the debt snowball method. Let's say you have five debts. You start with the smallest debt. The interest rate doesn't matter. You just want the smallest debt. Maybe it's a little medical bill for $700, right? Then you've got a peer, you've got a credit card for $1,000, then a student loan for $5,000, right? And then up here, your your car for $34,000, right? You start with the smallest debt and you pay minimum payments on everything, right? Because we don't want to ruin your credit. We don't want to, you know, not do what we said we're going to do. We need to pay the people that we owe, right? So we're doing minimum payments to keep that integrity, but any and all extra money that we have, we're throwing it to this little debt until it's gone. Because what do you get when you pay off that little debt? Suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, why did I keep this hanging around for so long? Like it's gone. And you feel, you feel good. You feel momentum. And then that makes you go, okay, now I can take all the money that I was paying to this one and I can start throwing it at this one. And so you get some momentum there. And then when this one is gone, I can take all this money that I was paying on these two, throw it on the next one. And before you know it, you've got that momentum. You've got a snowball of a lot of money each month going to your debt. And that's that's literally how we did it. All we did was try to figure out how we can make the snowball of money that we were throwing at our debt bigger. Uh, so good. And the fact is that you did it again. The reason that we are alluding to Dave Ramsey, which is the baby step method, is that I think a lot of creators, we do get ahead of ourselves. And you, I love the fact that you mentioned even about the side hustles that, like, okay, well, I just need to start doing Uber. I need to start delivering pizzas. And like that feels so beneath us. It shouldn't be, but it feels like it's not. And the main reason that you just said, because we're not passionate about it, but if we are willing to say, okay, I mean, the reason I stopped you is because obviously with your platform, More Feast, Less Famine, and my platform, Guiding Gigs, these are both at the beginning, not money-making ventures. <laughs> right. they, they, they are not like, oh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna pay off all my debt by doing right. a podcast. But <laughs> but you 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 start to see, wait a minute, like you said, number one, you're getting your expenses under control. Number two, you're saying my time and my knowledge is valuable. Yes. And of course, creatively speaking, our entertainment and our talent is valuable. And you start becoming more intentional. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. You become more intentional about using it so that it's not just, oh, well, I just want to do stuff to do stuff. Every time I get on a mic or I get in front of something, I'm looking for what's in it for me. What's going to be, how is this going to get from A to B to get this particular thing off my back or be more of a business owner? That just fires me up because I'm, I'm by the way, I'm going to do a quick aside. This is again, nerdy stuff for all the finance people. Have you heard of Profit First, the book Profit First? I have not. Oh Tell my gosh. Okay. Oh, don't, don't go there. I'm not go there. Okay. 
please go look at Profit First because it's basically a bookend to Dave Ramsey's, but for business owners, it has revolutionized my business. Because profit basically, first, I am I a Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. Don't try to spell it. Just look up Profit First. Um, it revolutionized my business. And I'll tell you why. Because I am a, I am a uh, prodigal son of Dave for years, having not ever gotten really through the steps. What helped me to finally start to do what you said, which is actually be intentional and take the money and actually put it where it belongs, is Mike McCallowitz does Profit First, where he takes the first 2 to 3% and allocates it to profit off the top. He says that. Because what you just said, momentum. Once I see that every time I make a dollar, I'm going to at least get two cents of that to profit, period. And I get to play with that whenever I finally get a chance to play with it. It changes my mindset. And again, he says, the second thing he says after that is every other dime goes straight to debt. Pay off your debt. Pay off your debt. But he's like, take a little bit, that profit first to remind you that at the end of the rainbow, there's something for you. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that whole, oh my gosh, we'll be paying, 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 paying. And yeah. we don't see the end result. So, yeah. And that's a good point, you know, Alan. You know, you said two things that kind of brought up thoughts to me. One is, you know, with all of this, when it comes to debt, when it comes to all of this, speed is our friend, right? We mm. don't want to be walking through this for, six seven eight nine years we know it just it feels like it feels yeah that's when like you said when you start to give up yeah you know for sam and i it took us seven years most people don't have the kind of debt that we had i mean a lot of the studies i see most people are able if they if they really get intense about it most people are able to pay off their debt within 36 48 months right um and you said something that i thought man i gotta i gotta speak to this you know as musicians as creatives, we want to show a certain type of facade sometimes of I made I, I made it. I you know I don't struggle with money, you know, because gigs, you know, I got a call from, you know, I was on on tour with, you know, Enrique Iglesias and I was on tour with, you know, and and we we like to talk. And that doesn't, I mean, don't get me wrong, if it's true, it's true. But I think a lot of times in music, especially at the the level that a lot of us are on, which is we're trying to break through, right? We we're we're at a level maybe we're making steady money, but we're not Beyonce yet. We're not Jay-Z yet. We're not the game yet. You know what I'm saying? We're trying, we're trying to get there, or you know, we're, we we have our goals or whatever, but we've got to be real with each other about our struggles too. Because if everybody's acting like they got it together. If everybody's acting like they got all the money in the world, everybody's acting like I don't need, you know, this, you know, who are we helping? Ooh. Who are we helping? It, it. Let me tell you, some some of my best friends are musicians and it is so good sometimes like, you know, Fourth of July or whatever, when you're all hanging out to just hear, bro, we got... We, you know, like I gotta get more gigs, like or I gotta, you know, they only they only paid me two hundred dollars for that thing. I gotta get them up to two fifty, like just like talking real talk, yes, so that other people can know. Okay, it's not just me, like okay, because the way I hear other people talking, y'all are talking like you just made two k off of that. I only made that, you know, like we need to talk for real, so that people know. Okay, like this is normal. That's normal. It is normal to, to struggle with debt. It is normal to struggle with consistency. It is normal to, you know, be frustrated because your spouse is here and you're here. Like, talk real. Like, be be 
transparent because not being transparent is not helping anybody. It's not helping you. It's not helping your peers. And one of the things that, you know, Sam and I have found is once we started just talking real (laughs) and being real, I remember just, it, it was like not only a weight off of us, but it opened up conversations that was like, oh, like, I remember the first time b- being out with friends and they're like, oh, we should do such and such and such. And we were like, oh, it's not on the budget. And they were like, did you just say no? Did you just say no because it's not on your budget? Yeah. Like, we're trying to pay our debt off. What? You're trying to pay your debt off? Yeah, bro. We've got, like, stupid amounts of student loan debt we got paid off. Oh. And it, like, changed, like, oh, we can talk about that. The like whole we conversation. Can yeah. It's yeah. like taboo. Like, it's what's... Oh gosh, there's so much good stuff here. I want to say number one, your 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 point about musicians and 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 hiding behind the facade. Oh, I just got on tour. I just had to put it because I again, I'm not I'm the homeboy local musician guy that doesn't like planes, trains, or automobiles. Um, <laughs> uh, but the the amount of people that come off of tours that I've heard from different people that have done these big tours that come off and say, "I'm coming home with nothing. I just played in Madison Square Garden." And either I spent it all or it's already spent because, you know, like you said, allocated to whatever that I had to pay. I'm not coming home with any of that. Like that went to this, 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 and all those big checks and looking like you're big. So that's a huge thing, number one, to our audience who sees Instagram fame and all this stuff and followers and think that equates to real wealth. Like, no, mm-hmm. clearly that is a- Real people who will talk real to you. Yeah, yeah. So And get away from that whole, oh, you know, I've got this many, you know, followers and this many gigs. That means that I must be doing well. So I have this facade that you said, that is so good. That's, that's worth the price of admission. And then the second thing I wanted to get to is- you just talked about it. The honesty in the conversation, number one, between you and your husband, number two, between different creators when it comes to creativity uh, and and finances and stuff like that. And just how do we actually deal with life? Because that's why I want to get to the lifestyle part that you also deal with, because clearly you found a passion for food and finance, which is so interesting. Like when I saw your brand, I was like, that is brilliant. And why didn't anybody else think of that? Okay, now once again, I'm going to put myself in the equation, which I don't belong, but my wife is a cook, a foodie. She's literally getting ready for Easter dinner right now. Like she Love has it. got the whole Love thing. Like we had a Jamaican, Puerto Rican household. I mean, yeah, you you know, you know. Come on, so, the food so, is about to be busting. <laughs> look, I, I tell her all the time, like there's only so many stomachs. We don't have all the stomachs and you are clearly trying to get all the stomachs and we don't have them all. So tell me, how did you then, because you mentioned the whole side hustle, how did even you get the idea of now I've paid off this amazing amount of debt. My husband and I have really taken control of our finances. But like you said, I want to have conversations. I want to help more people. And I want to connect it with this apparent love of food and cooking. Like, How did it even come to pass? So I'll kill a couple of birds with one stone here. So when we were on our debt-free journey, Um, like I said, Sam, he had that mind more of the entrepreneurial mind. So of course we were working on ships and we thought, okay, when we're working on ships, we were part of like the cast and whatever, but there's a ceiling of how much you can make. So this all birthed out of the idea of keep continuing to take the next step, whatever that is, and not feeling like, okay, I'm done. Right. So we're working in the cast that had a ceiling to it. So we said, we need to figure out how to become headliners because if we're headliners, we can work way more and get paid at a higher level. So we, we figured it out how to do that. I, I can talk to anybody who wants to know about that, figured out how to become headliners. Then we thought, okay, there's even a ceiling to that. 
as a, as one person, you can only make so much money. So we said, let's duplicate ourselves. Let's start a talent agency. We can have other entertainers go out to work. We can take a commission. Perfect. Start, start doing that. So that's starting to do well. And it's like, okay, like this is now we're at some place that's feels a little bit more limitless, right? Because you can make your agency as big as you want. You can keep bringing people on. You can keep bringing on recruiters. So getting to a place where you're not within feelable limits, if that makes sense. And so we, we got to that point in, in, in entertainment where we wanted to be and where we're still growing. Then I said, okay, I'm a person who I'm like, you need like streams, baby. Like let's make streams of income. So what, what's another part of me that I can explore? Well, 2020 hit, right? We're all inside. No one's doing music. And it kind of, it's that birthplace, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. So you're sitting there and you're like, what else can I do? And at that point, I remember thinking, oh my God, I am so glad that we took the time to get our finances in order when we did. Because if we hadn't, we would have been homeless on the street. Like literally, we would have had to move in with our parents. We, If we had not done that work, and I thought, People need to hear this message. Like I have a story that I can tell and I can help people with this. So that's when I started More Feast, Less Famine. And that idea came out of two places. When I was a kid, no matter what, my mom made dinner every night. She made dinner. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about the Easter dinner. My mom cooked. And no matter what the family was going through, we sat down at the table and we ate dinner. And that's something that is deep in my heart. I just, I care for that. And likewise, when Sam and I were going through our our debt-free journey, we had cut out so many of the little luxuries in life in order to throw that money at our debt that I made it a point. When we sit down at the table at night, the food is going to be good. It's going to feel like a reward and it's going to feel like I worked hard. I did my all, but I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat this good food. I'm going to enjoy it. And we're going to talk. And continue to talk about our day, continue to talk about our goals, what we plan to do next over this meal. And so that's how this all came from, more feastless famine. And, you know, I, I called it that because, you know, what, what do they tell us in music? It's feast and famine. Yeah. You'll, you'll have times where you make all this money and then you'll have times where you make no money. You're a starving artist. Like, but, and it just, it made sense to me. Like there's a correlation there. And then the the other, there's so many tie-ins, that, but the, the other tie-in is that muscle, Alan, that we use to have discipline with our body, that we have discipline with our diets, with our exercise. It's the same muscle. It's the same discipline when it comes to our money. Yeah. It's that idea of, I'm not going to sacrifice what I want most for what I want now. Like I've got to be able to, you know, put that, that cupcake down because I told myself, you know, I wanted to, you know, eat less sugar. And so I need to see the bigger goal instead of the smaller picture. And it's the same thing with money. You know, I said that it's important for me that my kids don't go into debt for college. So I've got to make sure instead of using this money to buy, you know, a Gucci belt, I'm going to go, you know, invest this money in my kids, you know, 529 so they can go to college and not have the same college debt that I had. It's that same muscle, right? And so more feast, less famine, that's how it came about. You know, I told you I started with Dave Ramsey and, and those principles, but I, I know a lot of people, you know, he says it himself, his name is a cuss word to a lot of people, yep. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I thought I can package 
a lot of these same principles that worked for me in a way that people might not recognize it as Dave. They'll recognize it as, okay, this is Jade telling us this. And if Jade did it, I, I, I can I can do that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it's it's like when you're a kid, your mom can tell you all day, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right. And then some your your buddy says, hey, bro, don't do it. And you don't do it. You know what I'm saying? And then your mom is like, I've been trying to tell you. I've been and trying that- to tell you. Right. Why and so the same thing we've been. These are money principles that you've heard before. Right. But now it's now it's your buddy telling you now. Now it's now it's your girl telling you, hey, this is what you have to do. And suddenly, hopefully you'll take it and go, OK, if she did it. She, she's, she's a woman like me. She's black like me. She's an entertainer like me. Uh, she's got kids like me. Um, she was in debt like me, you know, and suddenly, hopefully you can go, okay, it's, it's not a gimmick. It's not, it's not just to make a sale. She really did it. You know, this is a real thing. So that's what I'm hoping for. No, you're, it's such a beautiful, again, all encompassing vision for number one, what you want to share, but then for somebody else to take that vision, right? You know, we just, let's go biblically and without vision, the people perish, right? Okay. So if you have a vision for your life and you've seen that, hey, I can be an entertainer. Number one, I didn't want to gloss over the fact that you just talked about becoming an owner in the entertainment industry, stepping out of just being in front of people, taking that, being on the stage and then walking behind the stage and being the mover and the shaker. Yes, yeah. we need a masterclass. I'll ask you back to God and get 360 <laughs> or membership. You've got to do a masterclass on that because those are the people, because people who pay, pay attention. So I want the people who actually get that information to actually, look, let's just, let's just be real, right? We're talking about finances. The reason that I know that you are in this position and I'm in my position now is because we paid the price literally yeah. for the information that got you beyond where you are today yeah. or where you were back, back then. So yeah, we're going to, we're, we're, we're I'm not. Willing, I'm, and Alan, you're willing to serve it. That's the thing. At some point we have to serve. Yeah. We have to, we have to be able, we have to be willing to give free game. We have to be willing to take people alongside and show them. And I think I just have to say it. I think sometimes in our culture, we want to hide information because we're afraid that if somebody else gets it, they might supersede us Mm. or they might, they might take an opportunity from us. And as Christian people, as people, as black people, as people of color, we cannot be afraid of that. We have to share the knowledge that we're given. Yes, sometimes it will be out of price, but sometimes we have to be willing to serve it for free because we need all of us to win. And all of us need to win if we're, you know, keeping our contacts a secret, we're keeping, you know, the secret recipe a secret all the time. It's like, no, who... Who did you talk to? Yeah. That's okay. a, the, the openness you just talked about, even in terms of the finances and stuff like that, the taboo things, same thing with the taboo of being connections. And I appreciate you redirecting that. I And I, I, I totally get what you mean, because this is service and even what yeah. we're doing now. And create, creating these platforms where you have this, you know, Instagram free information. And then, but I think, I think better to my point, I love the fact that we're on this. This is good. Um, I think one of the reasons why I did, immediately go to people who pay pay attention is because some people think it's going to be so easy all i have to do is show up all i have to do is oh tell me how how do i get on and then you tell them how to get on and then you don't get on because they don't do 
the work that you just told them to do for free. And so I think it's a dovetail, right? So we're serving. And then sometimes we do have to tell people like, you know, no seed, no harvest. So, so we give them like the, we give them the, 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 the download, we give them the, the, the Mm -hmm. free stuff and we give them say, I'm serving you. I'm giving you everything I can, but Mm -hmm. you have to go out and do the work. And at some point you have to put your money where you're literally, literally (laughs) where your mouth is. This is so great, Jade. So uh, yeah, I I could do this forever. All right. Because again, I got, I mean, I I could do for free and then some, some, sometimes we actually get paid for it, which is amazing. I know. Right. I mean, and that's the other thing, Alan, you, that's so true. Like you can't, as somebody told me, they're like, if you start out with the intent to help and to serve, the money's going to come. Yeah. Like, you're going to, you're going to sell, you're going to sell the memberships. You're going to sell the, the, the workbooks. You're going to sell the course. You're going to sell uh, the tickets. Right. But it starts with how can I create the best product that's going to help people in the best way or move them in the best way. Like I remember when we were spending more time on stage, my goal, every, every time before I walk out on stage, I'd pray, I'd say, God, I pray somebody feels something today for the first time. Because we can go through life, you know, not feeling, but whatever, whatever that goal is, God, I pray that whoever listens to this podcast, if they were on the fence, I pray they would, would, would move. They would make the, the, the change to actually move today. And when you go in to your work, whether it's your main job, your side hustle with a true want for people first, yeah, you're going to sell the money is going to come. The subscriptions are going to come and, and you should, like you said, profit first, right? Like we trying to make money. Like let's make, yeah, no you can't, you can't, so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take care of your own house so you can serve yeah. others. We're trying to make money. There's no, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Um, but there's just that other added layer. That's like, okay, like, you know, this is, this is genuine. Like this person really, they're making money, but they also, they genuinely want to serve, you yeah. know, and, and this apparent, even with what you're doing here. So Oh, thank you. And no, it is absolutely apparent. And I love, again, these, these are the conversations that again, I could have all day long. Um, and you and Sam, we're going to get Sam back. We've got to get Sam's perspective oh, yeah. on this. We got to do the marriage, we got to do the marriage, married to the music episode. I've been talking about doing it for, you know, we're up 160 now. I still haven't done a married couples, two married couples where my wife, oh Lord, and getting her on the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's done two episodes in the last two, six, five years. Uh, and so you, it says this would be the third, if I can get all, all four of us in the same room, that'd be amazing. I, I want to quick, I want to quickly get, cause again, we, we're going to have to, again, we have to open the door to this conversation even more, more than we can do tonight or today. But what I want to give you the chance to share is, uh, a couple of words just to the person who literally is where you were, because you've seen it, you've been, you stared at the, at the bill, <laughs> You've seen yeah. when your husband said I 120 ish, yeah. <laughs> which to me ish is like, okay, the ish turned out to be another 75% more than that. Okay, so, okay. so I, yes, yeah, just share just for a second, you know, from your heart, you've already been sharing from your heart this entire time. You're so genuine, so authentic and so, Thank so, you. um, so, so brilliant and intelligent in terms of how you're putting this together for families and for creators like us. So just tell them for really quick, what, you felt and what you feel they can now feel because you, like you said, it you'd never felt it before. Yeah. Now just tell them if you are where you used to be, mm-hmm. where, what would you say to that same person who is where you are right now? Who is exactly where you were from a cup, from a couple of standpoints on the practical tip, mm-hmm. 
you have to always tell yourself the time is going to pass regardless. Seven years is going to pass. Eight years is going to pass. 10 years is going to pass. So you have to ask yourself, am I going to wake up in 10 years and still be here? Am I going to wake up in five years and still be right here? Or am I going to make the choice to start and really become intentional? Um, and, 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 and just say, I'm going to make the effort. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'm going to start. And then you're going to look up and in five years, you're going to go, oh, thank God I started because back here I had, you know, $200,000 of debt. And now I only have $50,000 of debt. You will make progress. Make no mistake of it. You will make the progress. I, you may not, you may not believe this, but I believe that you will conquer it because I know that the steps work. You don't know that yet because you're right there in the pit and you're seeing, you know, the, the drama of it. But I know that you will overcome it because I see it. I see it day after day. I saw it with my own life. You will overcome it. Um, you just need to follow a proven plan. I always tell people you need three P's. This is very important. You need the right people. You know, you need the right people supporting you, people who who know the vision for your life, people who believe for you. I can be one of those people. I see it. I see the road to debt freedom. I see the road to financial freedom for each person I talk to. So you need that first P, get the right people. You need purpose. If you and what by purpose, I mean a why. If you don't have a why with deep within you of why I need to do this, why I need to get free you're not going to make it. So you need to spend time going, why is, is it for my legacy? Is it for my kids? Is it for my marriage? Is it for me? Why is it because I believe this is what God wants for me. And then three, you need a proven plan. You need a plan. So the plan that I teach is a proven plan. I know that it works. Get those three P's going. And I promise you, not only will you see um, movement and not only will you see improvement, but you will conquer. So that's number one. And number two, you, again, you may not believe this, but I believe this. God wants this for you. God wants, he wants freedom for everybody and every way that freedom can be obtained, whether it's relational freedom, spiritual freedom, financial freedom, uh, cultural freedom. He wants everybody free. So if you, if you pair with God and say, God, I need financial freedom. I have not managed my finances well. I have made mistakes. A, forgive me because I didn't know. Now I know. Help me. You go. You are. That is <laughs> a number one. He want and and walking through a journey, knowing God wants this for me. God wants this for me. He wants me to be free, and I'm gonna do everything I can in my power to make that happen. Uh, uh, people used to say. I know this is an old phrase. They'd say. Work like it all depends on you and pray like it all depends on God. So I'm working as though no, no one's going to help me. No one's going to come to my aid. And I'm praying as though God is the only one who can make this work, right? I'm doing those two things simultaneously. I'm telling you right now, you can't be stopped. Mm. You can't be stopped. I, I look, I, again, I am charged up right now. I am, I am ready to like, you know, remember that I am more than conquerors. Um, through Christ who loves us. Yes. I mean, that's that's the verse that's just ringing in my head. That doesn't matter what's come against you. Neither you know. The, of course, the verse talks about death and you know power to sort. And then, of course, nowadays it's American Express, Visa, okay, bank, okay. whatever's coming up against you. You know, you could be more than a conqueror. And that's yeah, just and they're tempting us in every direction, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Klarna, yeah. 
Afterpay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't even get started with the micropayments. Oh my gosh! Okay, so please tell them now that you've given them this smorgasbord. Look at my once again. Look, I'm I'm just with the culinary references today. Look what you've done to me, Jay. So now that you've given them this buffet of amazing inspiration, please remind them. I know some people are old school, even though these will all be in the show notes and the links if you're looking either on YouTube or on your app. All you got to do is tap something, but tell them please in person, how do yeah. they reach you and stay connected with you? Guys, please find me on Instagram. I am, I am on there every day. I check my DMs. And I am always going to be putting content that's showing you step-by-step what to do. I want you to click the link in my bio because I want you to get my workbook, Small Bites to Financial Freedom. It's so interactive. It's so easy to use. It's not a lot of reading, right? You're just, you're getting the idea and then then it's action. It's plugging in numbers. It's really seeing what you need to do. Um, And for a lot of people, that's like, okay, like, now I understand. Now I know what I'm doing. I'm, my money's organized. I'm able to budget from here. I'm able to start saving for my emergencies. I'm able to invest. This is all in the workbook. Okay. And then you can also schedule one-on-one time with me. If you felt connected to what I was saying, let's talk, like let's schedule a one-on-one. I will personally help you with your budget because I care about this stuff. Right. So that's what I say. Find me on Instagram. Obviously my website um, morefeastlessfamine.com. Um, Instagram is at morefeastlessfamine. And I'm here. I'm a real person. It's not just a, you know, a handle. So I'll be there for you. <laughs> oh, gosh, Jen, I'm telling you again, I want to sign up right away and and, uh, and and get more knowledge and more inspiration from you in this financial world that, again, impacts our whole life. It is not just, a, like you said, it's not just about the money, not just all about the Benjamins, baby. Yeah, sorry about that <laughs> reference. It is all about our lifestyle, really living as God wants us to live. Like I said, in total freedom, financial freedom, spiritual freedom, and creative freedom. Because if you have no de- debts, you can just go do cool stuff like you do with Warsaw Entertainment and Sam and just go do cool things. It's just yeah. such an amazing, amazing life that we could look forward to. Jay, this has been one of the best uh, hours of my life at this point. Man, and I know I, I want to do I want to do it again very soon, but until then, God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing with the God and Gig Show. My friend, I am absolutely confident that you are now inspired and encouraged and empowered to tackle your personal finance obstacles, that nothing can stand in your way if you take that advice, that kind of faith motivation that Jay just gave us so that you can conquer anything that's coming up against your creative business, in your finances, or even how to make daily healthy decisions. Jade has covered it all. And if you need more, go to her website right now. Make sure you follow her and make sure you download the resources that she mentioned. All of those links are in the description of this episode right below. Just tap them and take advantage of them. Jade, thank you so much for sharing with the God and Gig Show. You are truly one of us and I can't wait to have you back. Hopefully, as we mentioned, inside our membership. If you're interested in that membership, by the way, that's at godandgigs.com slash free trial. You can always join for free. Like we mentioned in the, the episode, you can join for free and find out everything that we're sharing with highly motivated creatives like you who want to become completely confident and build and transform their lives into the creative kind of lifestyle that they've always wanted to live. That's at godandgigs.com slash 
free trial. You're always welcome there. We'd love to see you. And we hope to have Jade there doing some more of these incredible classes there very soon. But that's all we can share for now. And I think that you have had a smorgasbord, as we said, of inspiration, encouragement, and creative teaching. So until next time, continue to become the creative that you were created to be. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.